0: Welcome, writers. Welcome, welcome to, yes, count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. 20th.
1: Episode 20.
0: My goodness.
1: Of the UK Scriptwriters Podcast.
0: It's an anniversary special. Um, Now, you might be thinking, who are these two geezers coming into my lug holes? Well, myself, I'm Tim Clegg, and my good colleague here, we're in his office today because I'm getting new windows put in. No one needed to know that. (laughs) My good colleague, Danny Stack.
1: Hello there. Uh, We're in my office, which has all changed it's just changed around. It's a mirror. It's,
0: <laughs> it's through the looking glass. You've just reversed it, Danny.
1: Yes, I've just I've done a bit of Feng Shui into my office while <laughs> while Tim actually breaks the windows in his. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we meet up uh, once a month to discuss the UK scriptwriting scene, um, film, TV, and new media. Anything that's going on.
0: Any type of writing, storytelling, anything that's kind of good ways of talking about the world in an interesting narrative
1: manner. Yeah. And so, as ever, we have a packed show to get through. Uh, we're going to talk uh, f- about screenwriting questions that have come in. But first, as ever, it's
0: screenwriting news. Fantastic, fantastic. Quite a lot of news. Loads of news. We won't, we won't it's, dwell on each one, no, but we're but just going to point you in the direction of quite a few things going on. It's
1: deadline city for a lot of people, I think. Uh, first up, probably, to mention, I think, is the BBC Writers Academy, because that's the first deadline that's looming BBC Writers Academy, which is an annual scheme to find writers to write for EastEnders, Doctors, Holby and Casualty. You have to have had a professional credit. I say that in inverted commas. They're not hardcore on what that professional credit is. No, so something... Something that you've been commissioned to write in some shape or form, radio, theatre, TV or whatever, uh, even if it was just something in development. So lots of people eligible to apply for that. Deadline, 3rd of May, uh, if you didn't know about it, BBC website, BBC Writers' Room, BBC job site, whatever. Quick thing to mention about the BBC Writers' Room website, which would be something that popped up that came to our attention. Yeah,
0: yeah, people talking about it.
1: Um, They changed their submission, um, I'm hesitant to say policy. Um, Basically, they've now introduced a new submission window for the BBC Writers' Room, which is three times a year, I think, specifically. Mm. Whereas before, they had a rolling submission. uh, You could enter whenever you liked. And people on our Facebook page were saying, oh, no, it's all changed. They're not accepting scripts anymore. As far as we can tell, nothing has changed apart from they've just kind of streamlined it a bit. Just
0: trying to focus it a bit instead of just having that kind of ongoing stuff driven in. It's like kind of... Which can help people, actually, to focus them into... To to kind of get stuff done, get it in. I it. think
1: it's great, yeah. Yeah, so so
0: continue to continue to check out very open policy from them.
1: If you've never seen the BBC Writers' Room website, it really should be number one on your bookmarks because it keeps a, a track of a lot of things that are going on anyway, like other opportunities and stuff.
0: Yeah, if you're kind of a at all technically savvy, you can do what I do, which is to put their RSS feed into your inbox so that actually anything that comes in there, because they. Let people know about all the things that are going on, any competitions yep. and any schemes. So really some search. of it might not be applicable to you, but it's all good to know about. There's a lot of things going on if you're interested in writing plays at the minute. Yeah. Um, another American-based uh, deadline coming up is the, which doesn't matter because it's all online, so you, you can go right up to you. I've got to put something in the post. You can go right up to the date. Is the Nickel Fellowship, um, which is run by... Disney, um, isn't
1: it? Isn't it Disney.
0: It's run by the um, American Academy oh, to do it's the not Disney. Well, yeah.
1: No, you, Oh, Yeah. No, that's Peter Ustinov, isn't it? Or is it all the same thing? Uh, I'm,
0: I'm confusing No, that's there. the Emmys.
1: Emmys, you're right now. Okay, right, so, so anyway, forget that.
0: So anyway, Nickel Fellowship is what you're looking for. Not spelt like the metal, it's N-I-C-H-O-L-L. But it is
1: pronounced as the metal.
0: N- yeah, but <laughs> it is pronounced as nickel. Um, check that out, because uh, Big Scheme, where they're looking for writers anywhere in the world and they kind of fund them if you like to to spend a year writing and working on something so there's a big prize in in, in in involved in that as in the kind of a year's salary amount of money where you can just get on with your writing um so you know imagine the competition for that so many people go for it there is a fee to apply it is usually popular i mean um, but it's great if you've got something good kicking around you you know you just but pop there, it
1: in there is a lot of kudos attached to it so even if you get to the quarter finals oh, that's still brilliant. quite an achievement because it's,
0: yeah, cause that's out of thousands
1: yeah. so you, you really must go for it if and a, you're going a lot, of, a lot of people have benefited from just getting through to the later rounds so yeah. it is, if you've never heard of it again check it out we'll put all the links that we've talked about on our Facebook and Twitter pages so We'll round that up later.
0: You mentioned it, so let's do it. Peter Ustinoff Award.
1: Yeah, the Sir Peter Ustinoff Award is an Emmy screenwriting competition specifically for A, international writers, i.e. us, and B, under-30-year-old yeah. writers, i.e. not us, you and Tim. No, <laughs> no, dip. no. But, so all you under-30 writers... Um, you young uns, uh The prize is quite good, and again, huge kudos involved in winning... Last year's winner was Robert Robert Goldsborough, who was runner-up in the Red Planet Prize of last year as well. Yeah.
0: we actually had a quick look and realised we knew three people that have won in the last ten years yeah. or something.
1: So <laughs> Jez, Jez Friedman and Howard Hunt. Howard Hunt. That, um, so yeah, so it's for, for it. it's for international writers, but um, we've got a good UK pedigree from it in terms of yeah women's. yeah 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 so we'll put the link up on our sites as well
0: now if you kind of more of a filmmaker like myself more than um purely a writer you'd be interested in i features um it's probably the biggest uh, scheme for getting a feature off the ground in the uk now surpasses the things like the microwave scheme in terms of budget i think the budget of these films they're going to be making you know, over the coming couple of years, is two hundred grand or something. It's, it's gone up now. It's quite a lot. Um, it's gone up. Has it gone up from yeah, that? Yeah, I thought it was hundred grand before, and no, now it's two hundred.
1: It's, it's three hundred and fifty. I think.
0: All right, so it was two hundred, and now it's three fifty, um, and uh, you know, it's a whole package they're putting together. I'd say it's from, well, you can tell just you can tell just from that that it's really more of an advanced thing. It's for people really... Maybe they've made a super, super low-budget feature like I'm just about to do and other people we have know have done that. And they want to move on to their second one and do it properly, as it were. Yeah. Um, yeah like it's, it's, it's more for that kind of people, people that have done quite a lot of TV and they want to move into features. Those sorts sorts of people. But don't be discouraged. Definitely put in for it. Again, what if you get through to a kind of runners-up stage because there's all sorts of great development and everything. And, and just you'd be on the radar so you know if you've got a, an idea look at it if you if you're thinking this is good for me in a couple of years time maybe look now so that you, you you've got your eye in of what it is that you're going to need to have done
1: well exactly the clever way to do it would be just to get involved or get to know the people involved <clears throat> excuse me yeah um so they know you and they know your face or know what you're up to yeah they like um or they actually insist on applications from writer stroke producer stroke director teams. teams yeah the deadline is the 8th of May so as we're recording this that's only 2 weeks away um so again if you hadn't heard of it it's still time to get in a application their facebook page specifically you can network with other producers directors if you don't have a team mm. already in place because what they like to do in the development process also is um Shake up the teams and maybe allocate you to a, a more suitable team. Yeah, the, that, like the, the yeah, the more suited to your genre. It's quite flexible. It's quite flexible.
0: Um, um, we've got a couple. Of, you've got a bit of exciting news. Never mind all this other news about we've, other yeah, people. Yeah,
1: yeah, we got a bit of personal news going on. Um, uh, my short film Origin um, has just won best sci-fi stroke horror short at the London Independent Film Festival. So very happy about that.
0: Yeah, and I've been, I've been filming something uh, new. As a lot of you long-time listeners and blog readers will know, I've been working on a, a new sort of point of view technique, first-person technique. So we shot a short for that earlier in the month. It's uh, still in the edit suite at the minute, but it's looking quite good. And in fact, it made Dan, uh, myself and Danny think about as a possible future topic, talk about point of view, not just the technique but also the kind of writer's method of thinking about each scene from whose point of view is this scene written from. So we might do that as a, as a kind of a special, so we won't dwell on that now. If yeah. you're interested to find out more about my project and what you're doing, then there's a kind of a simple thing, www.friendrequest, but put the dot before the ST. It's like kind of a real funky new media way of doing stuff. So yeah. you just type in friend request and just put dot, you know, but it's dot s t dot it. st so but you've been, put, you've
1: been putting up some videos on Facebook, oh, I've yeah, got anyway. a lot
0: of behind the scenes stuff, uh, where of course because I've been on the other side of the fence, interview with the writer
1: mm.
0: it's not just me, it's just the director but interviewing the writer to talk about that, yeah uh, so it's good doing it that way around to work with a writer um, so let's have a look at some of these uh, questions
1: in the screenwriter's mailbag, right, ok, we'll take now, a breath, because that was such a jam packed start to the show Right, you old man. And we go into screenwriting mail. Thank you. I do the jingles. Okay, let's sort that out. Well, that
0: that wasn't good enough. Do it again. Right.
1: Screenwriting mail.
0: Okay, that's better. (laughs) First off, from a long long long-term colleague, the almost
1: award-winning,
0: the the BAFTA loser like myself, Rudolf Kremers. (laughs) Well, I was with him at the BAFTA Games Award where he didn't he didn't win.
1: He was nominated for his new game Euphoria. Yeah, it's
0: fantastic. Get it on the iPad. Now, here is uh, his question: It's formatting question. Is it okay to write action within Riley's, i.e., in within the parentheses after the brackets in
1: uh, in dialogue? Yeah, Yeah,
0: kind of that might normally say sarcastically, but Rudolph's asking about. Action. Yeah, should you write action in these bracket little... Now, myself and Danny had a kind of a disagreement about this because I was like, so very rarely was my answer, as in it really has to be um, to do with the line in the fact that you could misunderstand the line without it. Uh, Danny says he's much freer in that and a lot of the scripts that he's reading... There's a trend towards people adding more into that to keep the flow going. Is that what you mean, Danny? To yeah. Keep the kind of the, the dialogue action moving.
1: Yeah, instead of breaking up the action and the eye line in terms, you know, if somebody's just yeah. placing down their coffee or yeah. putting gum in their mouth or whatever, as long as it's not maybe, <clears throat> um, if, you're not dis- if it's not a sentence in itself in the yeah. Rileys, that's obviously bad. It should yeah, be yeah, in, yeah, the, yeah. In, the, in the action bit. If it's just a little bit of description, that's literally taking three words to describe. I'll, yeah. put, I'll put it in the Rileys. I mean, that's an
0: interesting move, isn't it? Because I bet that's because of the rise of the reader, the script reader, yeah. being a job in itself. Because that would help a script reader, but an actor, I think, would find that a bit annoying.
1: Maybe, yeah. I mean, I actually hadn't given it much thought before because I use it, I suppose, quite regularly. I see it in scripts all the time, and it doesn't bother me unless I'm getting... It's like a slug line that's two or three lines long, mm-hmm. like interior... Mm. sunset uh, or exterior sunset city park yeah yeah yeah, yeah. by the railings i'm like what yeah 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 so but it's like if if it, my bit of dialogue was danny brackets places coffee down mm. um let's start the podcast as my dialogue that wouldn't bother me too much again w- as with anything it is all a bit flexible of course I, it is um so i think i think you're Point of view is a valid one in terms of don't mess about and keep mm. everything right mm. and put action where it's supposed to be. Yeah, because even if it is a fairly innocuous bit of dial or action, and the reader has missed it, so what?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why? Why is it going in if it? You know, whatever. Yeah, I think you, people have got the idea of that. Don't go crazy. Don't go it, mad. But you can get away with it if you have to. Yeah,
1: if it if it creeps over uh, one line. Yeah. Don't do it.
0: There's a compromise. Okay, onwards, because we're rattling through these. Uh, Robert Lee. From Facebook, I think Robert was. Robert Lee from the Facebook. From Facebook. <laughs> he lives there. <laughs> he lives there. He asks, <laughs> unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it to your talk on writing for video games at the Screenwriters Festival. That was shame, you, Tim. Shame on him for not for doing that. I don't know if he was at the festival or not. Was he at the festival? I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. He'd love to hear what we covered in detail. Well, it was an hour talk, so you'd be pleased to know I'm not going to go through all that again. Plus, there was a great panel, and uh, the other guys on the panel were much more experienced than uh, I am in that field, and it was a good discussion with everyone there. Um, however, that's not to say poor Robert will be cast alone to live in Facebook, uh, you know, on his, on his Todd, <laughs> without any help. Um, I've written a... a it was a little while ago, so if you go to my blog, which is projectorfilms.blogspot.com, But we'll put up the specific we'll link. We'll put the link, um, but, you know, just in case. Then uh, I did, and, and just do a search on there, I did a kind of a five-part special on games writing. Um, where do you find the jobs? What's the difference between kind of linear writing and non-linear writing? Uh, and so on. Uh, why you're probably... Got more skills in this field than you realize. Just things like that. Uh, check that out on there, Robert, and anyone else interested in writing for games. We might do us we might do something on it in the in the podcast in the future on a, sp- a special on that. If we can kind of maybe collar a guest because I think we'd want another yeah, guest, I think that's guest writer on that. Uh, so until then, check out the blog where it's got a lot of answers and links and so on um, to uh, follow follow other people. Uh, I'm going up to, I'm doing another talk on it later in the week um, up in Leicester at De Montfort. De Montfort. Obviously, you know, I'm hoping that goes well and there might be some more insights. If it's already happened, I'm sure you know everyone, all the listeners, it went terribly bad and I was a complete (laughs) failure. But uh, I enjoyed it all the same. So um, there is a lot of people interested in finding out more about this. I do recognise that. So for now, Check check what I've written already, but we might try and cover more about that.
1: Well, in general, let's say a summary of writing for games is knowing the form, and knowing the form, you know, the flexibility oh, yeah, of the, the games.
0: Realising that there's not all that question from Rudolf would be a complete. No one would know what you were talking about in the exactly. That there's not that locked down format like there is, so it's much it's much freer but a, an understanding of the technicalities exactly. of game 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 making is is important just as we all have a te- uh, understanding of the technicalities of cinema so if you're writing for doctors Danny or if you're writing for a, an animation or you're writing for a kids show you know those formats really well not the script format the format of the show mm. and you know what's right and what's wrong and I think you've got to have that understanding of games, not just played a lot of games, but realise that you can't write that because the game engine won't be able to do it. Yeah. You can't write this because someone's got to build a new 3D model and it'll take them two weeks. I think you've just got to know that like we know that for TV, that we're not going to write... You're not going to write a new set in an EastEnders out of the blue yeah. because so now someone's got to go and build that. Why mm. have you written that, Danny? You know, you just... would illustrate that you don't understand the process. It's the same. So um, what you find is that a lot of games writers... I was chatting, I bumped... I was. This is a name-dropping story, Danny. I know you love the name-dropping stories. (laughs) I was in BAFTA. Oh, my God, that's bad enough. Bad enough. And uh, I saw one of the panel guys from the awards called Ed Stern. Yeah. Who wrote um, Brink, which was a big game last year. And um, I had a chat with him because he was just sitting around. And... um, uh, he, he said he you know, he would be abysmal at writing anything else because he's now just knows the writing method. He can't apply that to plays or whatever. He's just used to writing short sentences, sentences that you can hear while action is happening. He's sort of zoned into that. So it is a very different kind of um, uh, writing. It does require its own kind of rules, but those are still rules that people are kind of fudging their way through a little bit. Exactly. I think think
1: your basic storytelling skills are in evidence and you use, but then it's just flexible in terms of how you use it. Yeah, totally
0: beyond that, because you're you're, you're doing your storytelling, which could go 10 different ways, 20 different ways, infinite different ways Mm -hmm. or one different way, dependent on the type of game and so on. So you really kind of have to think things through and all the time. Totally right, Danny. Is it interesting?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean,
0: that's what it all comes. Well, I've, that's I've, what it all comes. That's what it all comes down to. But beyond that, it's a bit of a more of a technical task than script writing for TV.
1: But even with the creative stuff, um, I did the dialogue for Colin McRae: The Rally yeah. Game a few yeah. years ago, and when I did that gig, all of the dialogue had to be written in an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, which obviously is just ugh. Horrible for me,
0: but 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 that's the process, Danny. And beyond that, you see that's your bridge mm. because the guys at the other end are thinking, "Damn, I've got to get this stupid basic Excel spreadsheet that Danny's at to use and get that out and put it into a bespoke game database exactly. that they built." So you're really trying to bridge meet halfway between some real egghead programmers and you, you know, and and Excel's a kind of halfway house because mm. at least you can use it exactly um, so yeah there's all these kind of different ways of uh, so just working just slight differences yeah. oh yeah 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 true true anyway true. but
1: we'll put up the link put up the link check
0: it out check it out okay uh, uh, we're right. doing Val's Val Oliver um, from
1: Facebook again from
0: the Facebook from Facebook it's a big town <laughs> <laughs> asks um, she wants to reach out to other script writers to co-create and co-write projects what's some good ways to identify and secure a partner What about also, I'm kind of summarising this almost a little bit, what about almost commissioning writers for ideas that she doesn't have time to write, you know, do all the detail for, what would be a fee for that? Is it a bit like hiring a ghost writer in the book publishing industry? I thought it's an interesting question because I've been doing a bit of that recently. Yeah, I've been doing all sorts of different projects because you hear opportunities, you don't want them to pass by. So you work out kind of some sort of co-production-y type thing to get through it. Um, You can see why it happens elsewhere. So a couple of uh, stories which I'll keep very sort of generic and high level was uh, a writing team uh, that I met in Cannes that I didn't have time to do the script for but I've teamed up with another writer who's doing the script and I'm a kind of script editor as a middleman really. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing is working on a game... um, I mapped it out. I didn't have time to write all the dialogue. I got another writer involved to write the dialogue and kind of fill that in with the detail while I did the the overview and the technical stuff. So I think working together is a, is a, is a good way. But if you don't have the time, because it's silly to let things go, um, there's a lot of opportunities out there. I think though, it's just being fair's fair. Um, you know, don't be one of those people that tries to take advantage of others or, um, you know, pretend. that I've been o- totally open and honest with everyone involved in the, both of those stories and every other time, which is like I tell everyone what's happening. I say someone else is working with me on this. Um, I let that other person know. If I'm not doing much, in, you know, work on it, I'm happy for them to take the money. Mm. I mean, they're doing the graft. Yeah. But I'm still involved in it a little bit. So, mm. I, you know, that's cool as well. Um, however, if it's the other way round, where I'm doing most of it and they're just helping, then it's the other way round, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, so I think it's just being totally open with people, totally honest with them, and just saying, look, we've got this. There's not much money for this, or this is a good good amount of money, but I haven't got time to do it, mate. Can you help me out? I'll give you the, you know, give you half or whatever. It's just being sort of fair with, with what it is, and everyone knows if they want to join in. The times when it goes wrong is when someone maybe innocently. As withhold some information about the project, um, as in, my name will go on it and there's no credit for you, mm. which is the ghostwriting part of that equation, you know. If your name's not on it, you want to get paid a bit more, you know, because you've got no other, you've got no future opportunities out of it. Mm. I think just just laying it all out, you know, evenly. I mean, I've done some, we've worked together, Danny, on different things as well, and it's just like, can you help me with this? Here's what's in it for you. Here's what's in it for you. You know, either it's... A cup of tea and a biscuit. Or, a, you know, a wadge of cash. Mm. And it and it's just like, that's up to you then to decide if you've got the time and the effort and can be bothered to get involved in it or not, or if it's your bag.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Well,
1: I think on a basic level, though, in terms of finding writers, in this day and age, quite easy. You could just stick your head out the window and shout and you'd probably um, gather some attention. But obviously, the internet is the way to go. So even... Um, you can either do something through your own online network, like with Facebook or a blog or a Twitter shout-out to say, I'm looking for a writer who could help me with this. Or you can go to the dedicated places like Shooting People, Talent Circle, Film Crew Pro. What's that called, Film Crew? Some Mandy, anyway, is another one. Mandy. Yeah, Mandy, Mandy.com. Uh, and then you can just put an ad up and say, look, I'm looking for a writer and be completely upfront about what, why you want the writer and what you expect or or what's in it for them at this stage of the process, most people will understand that there's probably no money or little money. If you can pay them, great, um, even if it's just a little bit. But it's, I would imagine, very easy to find. I think the thing to remember is... Let me remind myself of Val's question.
0: Yeah, but we've covered most of it with your added bit there, Danny. But I think that... I th- uh, what, what, am I try- what am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is remember that if it you're, if you want to tell a story and you want help with it, it's still your thing, and the other person not necessarily really is not going to care about it mm. so what are you going to do to kind of entice entice them in it's still your thing mm. so you know that is why normally these things tend to be with like I might come to you, Danny, or other people that I've known for many years for such a project because I'm relying on past favors and future favors and so on to get that through mm. because it's my thing and you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm in- tr- it's the story that I want to tell about the events that i've seen and so on or whatever it is you know I'm excited about it. I have to understand that you necessarily aren't going to be excited about it, so what is in it what is in it for you? I think too many people think that because they're excited about it, everyone's excited about it but they've uh, you, they've got their own stuff going on they've got their own projects they want to do. Why should they want to help you with your thing and talk about whatever you want to talk about? It's, it's, it's sort of one way. Yeah. So you need to think about what's coming back the other way, really.
1: Um, also, on a slightly higher level, and I say higher in inverted commas, there's nothing wrong with approaching agents and saying, listen, I, I need a writer for this. Do you have any suitable clients or, or do you think you could help me? Um, somebody did that recently for me via my agent, Um they, and they were they were upfront even to the agent saying look I, I don't have anything but I could possibly give you a few hundred pounds to kind of yeah do this but it's this is my project and the agent kind of sent it on to me and she didn't have to because obviously for a few hundred pounds there's nothing yeah, in yeah, it for her yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: um, but I kind of liked the project I liked what the guy was doing because he was. He was going through all official channels. He was trying yeah. to make it the best. He was trying it. to do it
0: properly. Yeah. I remember the thing he would do. He and about. Um, yeah.
1: I ended up doing it. And mm. it, it was good fun. And he's now become a mate and everything. So it was, you know, there's nothing wrong with going through an agent. Don't feel intimidated. Other things might open up for you because of it, um, because of the contact with the yeah. agent, all that kind of
0: stuff. I think just pick the person. I think you kind of, it's like casting. You wouldn't just say, hey, any actor. Mm come down you know you're trying to find someone of a certain temperament of a certain age of a certain look of a certain whatever and I think it's the same with with writers you know I mean you kind of you know you want someone to work with you on something why is it that person that you want to to get to help you Hmm. find out a little bit about them Is, is it because you know that they're also interested in geeky things and it's a geeky story you know or whatever it is um, so that you're really get in the right person. It's more likely that they're going to get something back back out of it, really. But I think generally, funnily enough, Danny, it sounds like I'm talking this down. I'm not, actually. I don't think enough people do this. And Not enough people do it, no. You know, where they're kind of like, they let things go. Yeah. Instead of like going, well, look, just because I can't do it on my own um, and the time scale's too tight, they let it go. Instead of like, oh, let me get a couple of, a couple of fellow writers together on this. We can, we can get this out pretty pretty quick through the door, and the job's done. Well, that's what
1: you did on Friend Request, wasn't it? You had a development day with a handful of writers. Well, I'm, compe- brought compe- brought I'm completely
0: committed to this way of working now, of working together. But Only th- because, after so long directing and editing and all these other sort of things, I know I find it harder and harder to just kind of... Be the do the writer. slot, Yeah, on my own, mm. you know. Um, I think creativity is like playing in the playground... And so, you know, you want to be, you want to you have your, your playmates around with you, you know, in the sandpit, not mm. just be the kid on his own with a bucket. And I think a lot of writers are kids on their own with buckets, really.
1: The key, the key part of Val's question, I think, though, or at least the most important bit for everybody listening, is what is a respectful fee to offer yeah. fellow script writers? Yes. And this, well, I mean, if you want to be kind of official about it, it's, you go to the Writers Guild and you check out their basic rates. I always start from that anyway. Um, or if you're talking to the agent. Agents you know, don't be p- put off by any kind of m- perceived kind of myths or conception you have about agents. They're usually quite flexible and open to discussion. So mm. if you've got nothing, if you've only got a few hundred pounds, they're likely to say okay kind of thing. Um, but, but, but what f-
0: are you going to get out of it? This is what I'm saying. So whatever you're going to get out of it, Think About what they want to get out of it and just see if those overlap and what you can do. So it might not be money though, Danny. Mm. It might be we're going to share equal credit. In fact, you go first, your name first, and I'm just going to take story editor. Mm. You know, you're doing most of the work. It can be written by you. Mm. You can have the script by. I won't, I won't bother with that, even though I'll be doing some.
1: Mm.
0: You know, because you'll be doing 60 70%, you just have it solely. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't have to be a a, a, a money thing if you don't, if it's a real spec project, it can, but it's got to be something and it just needs to be kind of worked out in, to tell you the truth, in the absolutely simplest form that you can. I don't like complicated deals. I like a simple deal, which is like, you know, you, oh, sod it, you just have the writing credit. Mm. I just like it because it's simple. Mm kind of this and this font size smaller and I don't like any of that mm. rubbish it doesn't make any sense to me it's got to be simple or it's like his load of money yeah because I'm getting paid two grand and you can do half you can have half it's a grand mm. I just, like, it's just simple just keep these things simple um but whenever I'm quoting for a job I'll go to the Writers Guild um minimums because it's a great place to start. It
1: is a great place to start. Um, they've
0: got money, sorry if no one's been, check it out. It's you find it online, but they've got money for writing the treatment, for writing the first draft, for writing the second. Yeah. They've got it's all broken down so you can look at all the each, each stage.
1: And uh, but in reality you're probably going to get less than that, which is fine as well. As long you know, just be upfront with people um mm. and just try and open a kind of good conversation. I did another
0: I did another thing which was where I said to this was a, a spec project from, from myself, something that I want to get off the ground. Like I said, I needed some help with some dialogue, so I spoke to a kind of writing person that I know that's um, slightly earlier in their career, but not a total beginner. Uh, they're a script reader, so I says, Look, I'll tell you what, just jot down how many hours you can spend on this. Whatever you'd have got from reading someone else's script, I'll pay you for writing something they were like yeah I'd rather be writing than reading mm. but not, and I won't be out of pocket so we just did it as simple as that so she t- t- said well it's three hours four hours five hours whatever it was right great it's this. you do this much per hour for reading I'll give you that do you know what I mean? out of my own money? That's fine because I'm investing it in the project. Yeah, it's just simple things like that. I think work so work so well. Just just
1: hammer it out together. Yeah, just build up a decent rapport. Yeah, like, there's no and, mystery and to it. Try and trust each other <laughs> as much as possible. But, but obviously, why it's obviously fair if it's someone you know, Dan. Yeah, use. if you're dealing with strangers, it's obviously a bit more tricky. But um, at the same time, just you know, do, do you like the project? Do you like them? You know, assess things in terms of do they have any credits, any experience that you're willing to take a punt on? Do you just do you just go, go with your gut? Do you just like their style? Go with fair, go with I mean, your gut. Yeah.
0: You know? If it if it doesn't seem right, someone's off. If you're on the other side, someone's offering you something that doesn't feel right.
1: Mm.
0: I don't tend to do it anymore because there's a reason why it doesn't feel right.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, well,
1: we, we do have a couple of other questions. Looks we, like
0: times times away. Here's, here's some But they're bigger topics. There's some bigger topics for so a
1: different time.
0: We might do something about point of view. We've already talked about. We might do something about um, writing for, for children. Whether writing for children's television. We'll write for child characters we thought that might be a bit of fun to do in the future yeah and so, then uh,
1: how much is enough research for historical events so
0: those might kind of, if those um, kind of you're interested in any of those three let us know because we'll prioritise that one yeah that I next. think we'll
1: definitely um, touch on them again I'll probably blog yeah. about them or something yeah Sam Moore wants um, us to do more reviews or she always liked it when we talked about what we were watching so do you do the thing reviews right. <laughs> it's not really reviews what are you watching Tim? I'm not watching anything you're, you're watching I'm Skyrim only, until I'm your only, eyes bleed I'm
0: only playing Skyrim everyone uh, just for you Skyrim fans out there um, that haven't taken an hour to the knee or and are still eating their sweet roll I am on level 44 is that doesn't good? mean anything to you
1: is that good? you, you, you don't care I don't care what you look, think look I'm about, only on level that. 19 of FIFA and I think that's I rubbish
0: I don't think it's equivalent I'm not sure it's equivalent at all mate <laughs> I'm shooting down dragons. You're just kicking like a <laughs> leather ball around a uh, virtual pitch.
1: It's not the same at all, man. Oh, dear. I got Nottingham Forest promoted all the Champions League. I'll have you know that is a big achievement. That is a big <laughs> achievement. If only... If only. Now, um, I'll tell you
0: what, though. Champions Skyrim, League. Skyrim, Skyrim, Skyrim's, all, Skyrim's awesome. Talk about games and narrative and so on. Of course, it's totally, totally just to... Just you know, you non-gaming fans out there, totally non-linear, it's an open world, it's just an giant continent with sort of things to do and people to meet and people to talk to and dragons to fight and and all that kind of nonsense. Right. But, you know, you can just walk anywhere, go anywhere, and just the writing of that is... Is awesome. Just because of scale. Right. Just on the scale alone of the amount of effort that must go into it, it's scary. You're like, oh, I'll... That no wonder it took like six years to make them mm. nutters for just taking on something so big. I mean I'm gonna by the time I finish playing, i think I'll be have played it over two hundred hours. But of course I'm not in every variation of everything. So how how much content is there in there? Mm. It's a joke. Anyway, what are you watching in a, in your old fashioned linear world?
1: In my old fashioned TV <laughs> world, I'm watching um all the usual things. Mad Men, Game of Thrones. Uh, there's an animation show on Channel Five, Five, or whatever they call themselves now, called Archer, which I quite like because it's right, yeah, it's a spoof, that, yeah. spoof spy show, thing, yeah, but it's quite right. funny. It's adult animation, Napoleon Dynamite animation. That's You've just seen started. That? I am seeing. I know you're a fan. Yeah. Um, so you are watching something. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Only because your wife. My wife, wife <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, And what else? Homeland. Ho- I finished Homeland because um, I was you're pretty, ahead of the curve. I there. was ahead of the curve there, but that was awesome. Yeah. Um, um but the BAFTA nominations were out today tim Of oh, for tv for tv, TV so, yeah. so a lot of the best tv i'm just from, i'm just trying to think what have i been watching uk wise and obviously there's the holbies and the eastenders and all yeah, those yeah. things but then there's i've been watching kids shows as well because that's
0: i've got to say so that, this is something that struck me the other day I just saw a clip of vera
1: vera I yeah the vera they, uh, what's her name don't pause it on my behalf. Um, no, I
0: can't remember her
1: name. The one who in Secrets and Lies. Yeah, that's Brenda right. Brenda Blethin, is it? Yes, that's yeah. right. Correct. Um,
0: as as a as a kind of a cop, yeah. detective or whatever. I'm just like this. This kind of looks quite good. I think it's well acted. The writing seemed good, mm. isn't it? It's just a shame. It's another cop show. Yeah. And that's what I felt about that. I was yeah. like, you know, there's so much skill, so much talent, and yet the genre seems so well worn that you can't. It's really difficult to bring. Much fresh to that, or create an interest to me, so I won't watch that. But the skills in it, I'm sure I would appreciate. Well, that's, but I just can't bear to watch another thing. That's it. going. In yeah. fact,
1: it, the one, the da- new Danish one, the bridge, which I'm watching or mm. just started watching. Again, it's similar to. Yeah, it's all the things you're used to. Yeah, but now they have they have to give people different quirks of characterization, and because I think well, that's the name that was subgenre now, isn't it? The Dark lead,
0: Danish kind. The of lead
1: cop has Asperger's, or yeah, but it hasn't actually been re- revealed. But she's a bit odd. Um, well, that's just the same as Monk. As Monk, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah, so but um, yeah, so just started watching The Bridge, which is quite good on BBC Four. Um, so yeah that's, well, that's what,
0: anyway Sam that's what we're watching
1: yeah Sam what are you watching <laughs> let us know what you're watching um, but yeah so we'll wrap it up uh, you can email us uk at hotmail.com Facebook we're at uk scriptwriters search for us uh, Twitter same thing ukscriptwriters. so we'll put up all the links from everything we've spoken about today so just find us say hello you can also post stuff what you're doing up on the pages yeah. promote yourself oh, and,
0: and also open questions and So open we, we, questions. We, we've answered a few things as we've been going on yeah
1: that. so, so um, yeah why so wait a month you know so that's all good um, we've been in my office so again the quality might be the same as Tim's fancy studio no it's good I think it's alright but otherwise we're okay and so yeah well you wouldn't
0: have wanted to be around my pair you just got that in the background all the way through oh which might God. have been a good comedy thing for a few minutes <laughs> but after that just annoying
1: so <laughs> okay Uh, so yeah that's me I'm Danny Stack he's Tim Clay keep on writing Uh, everyone yeah we're out of here keep on scribbling cheers bye bye